about responding to a call of God. The reference scripture is Isaiah 6, 5 through 10, which says, Then I say, Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, dwelling among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and in his hand was a glowing oil that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your iniquity is removed, and your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And he replied, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding, Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the hearts of the people calloused, deafen their ears, and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn to be healed. <clears throat> when God called Moses out of the burning bush, Moses initially resisted based on a physical impediment. Moses realized he was responding to God, and it was a serious matter. I submit this reluctance may have been more a matter of recognizing he was not fit for the task than it was a reluctance to go. God then equips those who accepts his call. God called in our scripture is not directed to Isaiah, but to anyone who will respond. As an aside, note that the request is from us, implying it is from the Trinity. Isaiah overhears and responds, but like Moses, having been in the presence of God, Isaiah feels unqualified. <clears throat> God removes his sinfulness with a fiery ember on his tongue. As if to say, I have removed the obstacles for your service, so let's get to work. <coughs> Hebrews 13, 20, 21. Now many, now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the internal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good thing to do his will. And may he accomplish in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The first point is whether or not we can hear God's call. And that is determined by the state of our spiritual hearing. The second point is what I hear <clears throat> is determined by my standing with God. Matthew twenty four fourteen. Our many are called, but few are chosen. You may recognize this as coming from the parable about a king inviting people to his son's wedding. Many found an excuse and preferring, preferring to do their own thing. Calling is an invitation. To be chosen is to wholeheartedly do whatever is required to accept that invitation without any condition. The ones who have accepted the invitation, i.e. the chosen, have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, they have ears that are spiritually tuned to what God would have us hear. John eight forty seven, Whoever belongs to God hears the words of God. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Observe that Isaiah was not called specifically, but when he heard God's request, 
he stepped forward without hesitation, not knowing what his task would involve. There was no compulsion on God's part, but having heard as God's servant, he had knew, he knew that there was no other course of action than enthusiastically accept the call. In considering the call of God, there is an enemy, Satan, and his demons who can rend a solid counterfeit to God's still small voice. Satan is the master of misdirection, and he usually does not try to enmesh you in, in something evil or shady. He is an expert at scripture, so he can sound right, but will be twisted. If he can change your course from doing God's will, he has gained a foothold. Something good may be the opponent of God's best plan. What's your defense? Consider the nature of the prompting. Is it of God's nature? There is another possibility in considering a call. Is the call coming from our nature? In other words, do we call ourselves out of the desire to be helpful to God? A call from God comes from the nature of God and not our nature. Our temperament, talent, and affinities is not necessarily important in a call. Our, our examples of Moses and Isaiah show us that God will fix what is needed in us to be of service to his desires. As an aside, there is nearly identical scripture in Acts 28, 24, 28. Paul quotes this scripture from Isaiah with just a couple of words changed. In Isaiah 6, 8, 10, God is giving Isaiah instructions on his assignment to the Jews and their refusal to respond to God. It is predictive in nature. In Acts, Paul, in Acts, Paul is talking to the leaders of the Roman church, challenging their unbelief in the gospel, pointing out the same problem their forefathers had. If we woo the Holy Spirit and let him bring us into the presence of God, we will, like Isaiah, be able to clearly hear the small, soft voice. Deuteronomy 13.4 You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Have a blessed day.